right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, prep your playlists, start your sleep timers, because it's time in in the same vein as the Fugees and Roberta Flack. I'm going to pillow you softly with my words. Pillow you softly, because it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And a great way to support the show, if you've ever... Uh, if you've ever made a rocket ship out of cardboard uh, anywhere on planet Earth and you want to donate a dollar to the show, a dollar a month to support the show, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Patreon. I'm looking to get 66 people that are hearing this tomorrow to donate just a dollar a month to help support, uh, just to help support the show. So just think about you say, well, I don't know. That's a, How do I know? I should If you build a rocket ship out of cardboard at any age, even yesterday, working or not if it's working actually call me uh because we should talk about the nonsense we could get into with that uh but you know donate dollars sleep with me podcast.com slash patron i'd really appreciate it it'll help us keep this show sustainable and let's get on to the show tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep, well, welcome, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep, we do it a bedtime story, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play, I'm going to do the rest, and what I'm going to do is try to carve out a safe place here, smooth it down, uh, pillow it softly, as I said in the starter part, and I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night here. And the whole goal of the safe place in the voice is to take your mind off whatever's been keeping you up. Uh, whether it's stuff you're thinking about, stuff you're feeling physically, stuff you're feeling or affecting you emotionally, or maybe you just don't know. That's been my last few times. I said, well, I don't even know. Uh, so whether it's senseless, as sensible, or incomprehensible, uh, I'm going to try to distract you from whatever it is. I'm going to use... Uh, lulling, soothing tones, uh, pointless meanders, a whole lot of nonsense. You know, I, I would take anything, you know, if anybody learned anything in debate club, I, I don't think I was, uh, I think maybe I, I think I did sign up and then they said, well, you know, I wouldn't even make the alternates list. I think I did audition for debate club one time. As they had it through FBLA, which if anybody's listening to that episode, you know how my future business, you know, how that went, uh, not good. You know, I'll fill it, fill it in for you. Not good. Somehow my membership in the high school FBLA caused me to be impeached in the model United Nations in college. But, you know, in some countries that would qualify you to run for president. I'm not saying, you know, I'm just saying, I'm not saying anything specific, but, uh, but what was my point? So, so any, like, do I guess I'm going to take, uh, if stuck now, uh, would you believe it? I just, I don't even know how I tried to go into a debate club metaphor. And I just had to stop recording because I was kind of cracking up. Because uh, I just, it just, just literally, I said, okay, that's uh, my voice. Said, hey, just, just debate club. And I was picturing some people debating. And I said, well, that's a contrast. I guess maybe I can, I can pull this out. Maybe I said, well, that's a contrast to the podcast. Because usually a debate, you should be eloquent. You should be, you should get to the point. Uh, you should be precise in your use of the words of the English language. 
It hel helps to use power words, you know, or, you know, you could have a, a, a different debate style, you know, but, but, but it helps to have a grasp of the English language, I guess, instead of a loose uh, reimagining of it. I think that's what the, uh, there's this blogger, uh, Strunk and White, you know, Strunk and White fan cast, I think it was, and they said, uh, they forgot what they said about me, but obviously it didn't, you know. But I said, well, I said, all, any coverage is good coverage. And I said, can I, ha you know, can I come on the show, you know, to defend? And I, and I said, well, never, I, I said, never mind. I, that wouldn't be, I said, you probably, I said, did you listen to the one where I was talking about Strunk and White? And they said, no, 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 you were talking about Strunk and White. We just listened to another episode. And I think they called it, actually, I left this, they had a call-in number because they called it the elements of unstyled or misstyled. And then I called in, I talked about the movie, the original Teen Wolf, and I said, that's my, one of my childhood heroes was Styles from the original Teen Wolf. And then I was like, I wonder what happened to that actor, because I liked the cut of his style. And then I talked about my hair for a while, because I said, you know, my hair's never been able to be styled, you wouldn't believe it. And then I talked to you, of course, that led into me talking, they said, they said, you know, and they said, well, it's just, is this, a, is this the debate hotline? And I already forgotten that it was the uh, Strunk and White fan cast call in line. So then I started talking about Eddie Snowden's hair and how I said, you know, I think me and Eddie Snowden have the same hair genes, you know, the same genomes, or at least close, like Eddie's hair may have a tight like like his might just be like it's not as precisely straight as my hair and i know all the you know northern europeans that listen to this podcast know you know they've probably seen my hair and the different vaults you know where all the great weights and measures are stored over there they said this is the straightest you know they said you know mathematically there's no atoms that are more straight than my hair and I said, also, unfortunately, they're very thin, you know, so it looks, I said, you know, and then that's when the message ran out. So and then I hung up because I said, okay, should I call back? And I said, wait, no, I was in the middle of a podcast intro making a debate metaphor. And somehow I got to, and somehow I made a call into the Strunk and White fan cast. And I said, it's interesting Then I call, I call back. And I said, it was interesting, you guys, so you're fans of Strunk and White, you're not fans of me. And I, and I said, always oh, a message, oh boy. And I said, and then I started thinking, I said, all right, I got to go. And I said, Strunk and White. I said, you guys thought about starting a Funk and Wangle, fun, Funk and Wangle? I said, I can't even say that. Were you guys believe that? What would Strunk and White say about Funk and Wagnalls? You know, Strunk and Funk. You know, that's the, I said, that's a little too on the nose. You're right. You're right, fan cast. I said, Strunk and Wagnalls. Didn't they tour with uh, Waylon Jennings for a while? Or was that his backup band, Strunk and Wagnalls? And then, so Strunk and Wagnalls, we could get those two. And Funk and White. I said, well, White and Funk. What, funk and White. Uh, Strunk and Funk, but I say Funk and Wagnalls, uh, and positive Strunk and Wagnalls. I think I saw them at a county fair once, and they were pretty good. Uh, but anyway, I got to hang up because I got to get back. But if you do start a Funk and Wagnalls fan cast, I have a couple episodes I talked about it before. And, you know, that was one of the collections I never started was, you know, completing, helping my family complete the Funk and Wagnalls 
Gillette, you know, the ones we started. We may have had them at different times. Uh, but anyway, all right, I got to go. So I hung up then, and now I'm back for this uh, power of editing. Would you believe that, the power of podcast editing? So I think I was saying that, you know, unlike a debate club, kind of, I kind of go on these random tangents. And it's just kind of stuff they say, well, geez, why, I said, why, did it, why, why wouldn't the fans of uh, Elements of Style like me? And I said, okay, I guess that's, that's a debate. Not, we don't even need to have it. Of course they're not, you know. And I say, okay, that's fine. But that's not really debate, you know, that's not debate material. Maybe that's what they said when I asked if I could be in the. They said, well, you're not debate material. And I took it the wrong way. You know, I took it personally or, or on an esteem level instead of saying, you know, every once in a while when it, someone says that, they're actually correct. You know, I said, well, uh, maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe I shouldn't be fantasizing through math, science, English, art about the debate club and writing debate fan fiction. You know, maybe that maybe my grades would have been better if I said, you know, you're right. I should just give up on my dreams of being a master debater. But 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 the thing about it is, like, that would have been the time in the middle of the day, you know, or maybe a little more discernment. Be like, tell me more, teach. You don't think, I, you know, I'm not debate material. Let me inquire, uh, you know, with a little gusto. And then they said, well, now you do gusto and debate go together. I guess where I'm going with this is at bedtime, it's not really a good time for debating, not really a good time for, you know, laying down the truth about people, you say, like a lot of parts of your brain and maybe your body, maybe your feelings are going to try to tell you stuff at bedtime, uh, but they're going to make like these global uh, statements about you, like, like, and they'll grab onto that. You, you might be 28 years old and they'll say, remember when they said you're not debate club material? Or whatever, you know, insert your, whatever, if that's an adjective or an adverb or a noun, insert that there. I guess debate club material, debate club is probably a noun. Debate club material, you say that's a noun if it's like the stuff you bring to a debate club, like the uh, podium, the gavel, the debaters, the, the debate actually... That would be a noun too. What are we going to debate about? Uh, so that that's uh, so I don't know. I got I fell right into that. I think this fan cast set me up there. I fell right into an old shrunken white uh, a booby trap there, uh, where they they led me down a linguistic road of confusion. Actually, that might have been one of their albums. Uh, uh, what was it? Funk and Wagnalls? No, no, Wagnalls and Strunk, Strunk and Funk. I don't know. Anyway, but the thing is, if you lie down in bed and you kind of feel that it's coming up, like you're not, if you would have been debate material back then, you know, think of how your life would be now. And they, those parts, they're kind of, they, they want to help you. They said, well, if we could just, you know, distill this shame about debate club into some sort of concentrate, uh, it'll help tomorrow go so much better. We just got to make you drink it. It's terribly, you know, concentrated misery from your past. And has no uh, bearing, but we wanted to have this global meaning about you in the present, past, and future. And meanwhile, you're like, well, I put on my favorite pajamas here, and I have clean sheets, and I got a cross breeze going. I, you know, I just want to go to sleep. I, I really, I'm over debate club, you know? You know, I, I, I don't think, I think, I don't, I don't think I actually wanted to be in it. Uh, so... 
my job, I guess, in this long-winded manner is to take your mind off all that stuff. Now, I don't know if this little journey I took you on, it was a pretzel-like journey or something not resembling a pretzel, like a pretzel on another planet, you know, with way more pretzelization. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm the, I, I take that and, you know, I kind of mix it. You say, I'm done with the Rubik's Cube. I remix the Rubik's Cube, you know. And you say, okay, well, I'm not going to work on it now. And I say, great, that's what I'm here for. And you say, well, that, 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 why'd you stick in that Rubik's Cube thing at the end? Because that just kind of, well, okay, don't, 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 please don't self-criticize me. I'm in the middle of this intro. And I already got the Funkin' Wagnalls fan cast on my case. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do here. It's a little bit weird. It's a little bit goofy or nonsensical. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Unfortunately, this is this is a material, they would say. I mean, this is why I'm not debating material. I say to get to a point about this is the podcast that puts you to sleep. This is the, uh, you know, manner. So let me lay out my argument. Maybe I did do it one time and everybody did fall asleep and I just, you know, don't remember it. Uh, but the thing is, I think a lot of those parts of your brain are kind of like miniature debaters. But as soon as you give them a little little uh, attention, if I do that, and believe me, I'll be here for the next 45 minutes trying to entertain those parts of you. But you you can tune out anytime. I'll be here. And you could, my voice will be kind of vibrating in your eardrums. But you can slip off into dream, you know, dreams or sleep or kick back or giggle at my, you know, ineptitude. That's all cool, man. Because uh, that's that's what I'm doing. I say, hey, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to try to get you to sleep. I'm going to try to take your mind off of stuff. I've been in the deep dark night, so that's why I can send my voice across it. I know what it's like to lie there. And even get bored with staring at the ceiling and say, okay. So, you know, I just want to help you out. Now, this podcast doesn't work for everybody. Give it a couple tries. I hope it works for you, whether it's to uh, take your mind off of stuff or put you right to sleep. Uh, but give yourself some credit for stopping by because it's, 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 if you, especially if you made it through this 14 or 12 minutes or whatever I've been, you know, yammering for. You know, you're taking a step to help yourself fall asleep. Maybe it's not the right step, but I hope it is. So thanks for stopping by. And I really hope, I really yearn to help you fall asleep. All right? All right, housekeeping. We're on web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, you can find older episodes on our website. You can comment on the website. You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can uh, find me on Twitter at Dear Scooter or on Facebook. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson, who edited this episode and does our music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork, on our honor. We have a Facebook group at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And that is moderated, a.k.a. moderated by Alexandra, Laura, Lida Lai, Julie C., Rachel L. to the G., and Jennifer B., I want to thank Latitude, who moderates our subreddit. I want to apologize for not popping in those places lately. but uh, And I want to thank everybody supporting the podcast through Patreon and PayPal. That's a huge help at sleepingpodcast.com slash donate. Uh, a couple other things in the house. I want to thank Anya. She's our patron of the month. Anya from Austin. And she, I said, hey, let's find an artist we could promote uh, as part of the patron of the month. So our artist of the month is James Chatburn, a musician, a, uh, a musician from Sydney, Australia. He's an Australian soul singer, songwriter, and producer. 
A mixture of soul, blues, indie electronic music. He's meshed influences from a wide variety of music styles. And I'm linking the show notes. And let's check check this young man out, James Chatburn. And let's give him some love. Let's show him a little sleep with me love. How's that sound? Give him a listen and give him a little love on behalf of Anya. And that's all on behalf of our patron of the month, Anya. I don't have quite a nickname for you yet. Because uh, Anya from Austin, that just kind of rings melodious anyway. You're lucky to have Anya, Austin. But that's not a nickname. And I also want to thank Ben C. for the wonderful article in the Daily Beast with all the Shakespearean. Uh, and I don't know, I forgot to tell Ben about Pertuglio, who's my favorite Shakespearean uh, character. The most un- un- he was cut. I think it was Shakespeare. I don't know who it was that told me about that in a dream. I don't know. Uh, but Ben really took a lot of time to, to, to talk to me about the show. Uh, it was just a really nice article. And, and I want to thank Ben's wife. I don't want to embarrass her. Uh, but she's a big listener of the podcast, Young. So thank you so much. Uh, so I guess I did. Sorry about that. But thank you so much. And uh, hi. And thanks to Ben. Ben's real cool, too. You get a great husband. He's a, he's a, he's a crack up. And also on behalf of Ben and all the other partners that got to deal with my nonsense, you know, Ben did you all right. I'll tell you that. Uh, he did. He, he only, he said, he, he, he was real nice to me. He didn't say, what do you do? He said, thanks for putting my wife to sleep. I think I'm putting words in his mouth, but anyway, I thank you for, 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 I don't know what to say. <laughs> thanks. Okay. Hey, let's get out of the show. Alright, so we're doing a little Spanish learning here. And it was like the first words I ever had to learn were Buenas que peña. Uh, shame, it was shame good. And I said, I think that, I think I have a tattoo of that on the inside of my brain. Shame good. They said, if I was a Western character, they'd say, Are you shame good? No, shame good. And they say, Que tal? I say, How are, am I, how am I? Well, if I told you, you'd probably interpret it as ciencia, ficción, science fiction. Uh, and then next thing you know, you dejo solo, so you have to leave me alone. Uh, but Sitio, see this site here? Uh, Sabes que, you know what? Uh, you know, shame grows like weeds in a yardine, a garden. Uh, subios, uh, we'd say, we climb, subi, subimos, subimos. Uh, we climb, and then we spread camadas, litters of other leaves. We spread them amplio, we spread them wide. And for all us weeds, or shame, you know, this is a metaphor for shame, we create a bien barrio, a good neighborhood for leaves. Amplio, so wide, 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 wide. Like Puesto, I think that's sunset. Uh, or Puesto, since, since I say. And itinerally, have you ever uh, used any weeds for metaphors or do you have any shame metaphors, itinerally? You know, because I'm always looking mejor are to get better with my shame uh, metaphors, no, donde estamos, where, 
we are. Hobiera, would well, I don't even would would you would you tell me who I'm talking to? I think I kind of I got awareness in the little Anunke, although I don't know where we are. Even in this story, may I say false? I need frase sabias. Wise sentences for the rest of this story. Could you supply me? Por que? I may have say falta frase sabias. I need some wise sentences. Oh, sir, were you going to say something? Usa mi mujer. Your wife used to shop for wise sentences. Well, where do I go? Uh, medica. I need a medical clearance to buy wise sentences. Uh, don't worry, you'll, you'll see, but just tell me where it is. I know, I'll figure it out. And I'm going to walk to this wise sentence shop, this man. But I hear a zumbido, a hum in my ear. Uh, claramente, no esta bien. Clearly I'm not well. Uh, maybe that's why I needed to get a medical before I went to the wise sentence shop. I should ask that guy, Giado, to guide me there. But when I get to the wise sentence, hi, are you the, is this a wise sentence shop? Uh, explicit case. Let me explain things because I have a podcast, okay? And the goal of my podcast is to intervene, intervene at bedtime and distract people. In some senses, a risk of capaz. It's an able risk I take to distract people. You know, because I want to prevent rabia, any rage, and este momento at this time, you know, of dormir, of sleep. I want to be the one that cerca is close. When you close cerca your ojos or whatever, when you close your eyes, I want to be there. And I'll tell you what, I'm even willing to esconderse, hide. You know, I'll, I'll just be there in my voice. Uh, and you'll sit in out of your phone or your earbuds or your cellio. It'll come out. It came out, the guy. But that's why I need those frases, you know, those wise, you know, frases sabias. Because uh, I've been practicing. I've been practicing my senses. Uh, but they don't have, you know, frases, but they don't have the wise stuff. In fact, most of mine are barely sensato, barely sensible. And, uh, you know, I want to take my, I don't want to expo nair, yes, expose them, my listeners, you know, to anything that's going to wake them up temprano, early. You know, I, I have very poco practico, practicos, poco practicos. I have very little practical skills. Uh, but this discussion of, you know, putting people to sleep has been very fructifera, uh, fruitful. Somehow, consigo, yo, I get it. And what I do is I take my voice and I mande, I send it across the deep, dark night, the uh, uh, some noche. And in some senses, my goal is to abrir a puerta, to open a door, you know, between wake and sleep. So that your sleep, you can tener lo vuelta, you can have it back, and then you'll get your dreams. You won't even realize, but in the dream, someone will be saying, "Llegamos, we've arrived in our dreams." And you'll look around and you'll see all the other voices that usually keep you up night, y los otros, and the others. 
And then it'll be a dream because they'll say something like, Los Globos. And you'll say, did you just say do not use balloons? And then they're pointing at the balloons you're holding. And they're saying, Feos, Feos Globos. And you're like, did my brain match just say ugly balloons? And then you look at the balloons and you say to yourself, no son lindos, these balloons aren't cute. And you wonder why and you realize it's because the balloons are all narees, they're all nose, they're all noses. Uh, and they're too lifelike. So you say, yeah, no son lindos, these are feos balloon globos. These are not cute, they're ugly balloons. And you apologize, and you say, Tango, Fon, in my eager, you know, my eagerness, I, I just bought the first balloons as I was crossing over from wake to sleep. But look at all of you, Henios, you geniuses. You're in choke, choke, shock, uh, because I was up operato in such a hurry to get balloons. I dis, disquido, uh, neglected you know, to double-check that they were not, you know, I should have got ones that are cute, Lindas. Uh, so I feel a bit like a boboda. But what can I do? Is gustando, is spending... Oh, wait, we're in a dream, though, so I didn't spend no spending gustando. I propose something, BrainBots, now that we're in a dream. Propose. Uh, here's the Alguna Cosa. Here's something, I think. If you look in the sky, en beato, sent from the, you know, heavens are the dream clouds up there. Those will be our globos. I have menor duda, little doubt. Oh, look, Mubair, those clouds are moving. But Tubimos, we had balloons, now we have clouds. Siga, siga, follow the clouds. There's a puppy. And even more than that, let's uh, do Ahagan uh, Los Cosas. Let's do the things the clouds do. Let's float around in a floating dance. Come on, Henios, all my little brain bats. We're in the dream world now. I uh, let me ask you, brain bats, a question, dear, dear, yeah. What would a cloud say? The cloud would say, "Pasa algo. If something happens, pregunte, ask." Oh, that's what we were doing, Cloud. We were asking you. Ale digo, I tell all. Oh, you're the telling, Cloud. What are you going to tell us? Esobeo, I see that. Kitiko, I see that it's quiet. Yeah, we're listening to you, Wise Cloud. Oh, the Wise Cloud looks like it's right. Wise Cloud, are you. Enoha, are you angry? Have we violated some codigo, some code? Oh, no. Oh, you're not frowning? Oh, no. oh dear. Soltando presto? You're going to be releasing soon? Uh, rain? Oh, patatas, it's going to kick out of you, the rain. Okay, everybody, no toques, nada. Don't touch anything. Uh, esa epoca, this era... Of cloud reach watching has reached its uh, punto final, its end points. Uh, because that lo, agua lo tiene, say cloud, you got water. Uh, before we leave, though, let me tell how are you? Do you and does raining, if raining feel good? It does. Okay, brain bites. Hazme caso, listen to me. 
Uh, this uh, cloud is uh, Eligido, Eli uh, the chosen one, to reign. And I think it would be in our Ventaha advantage to do to Haser to, you know, make our way out of here. As this cloud goes to Alturas, to heights, and, you know, the dryness of the earth reaches a Kibra, uh, reaches a Kibra, a bankruptcy, no more of dryness. It's going to rain. And that'll be for all our Ventaha, all our adventure. Wait, the cloud's saying something, saying, yo, Lohaga, I'll do it. Yeah, rain. Good job, cloud. Oh, look, it's our first Unfuga. It's our first leak. Oh, wait, the cloud says, Subase rapido, hop on fast. It's coming down to pick us up. Oh, wow, we're on the cloud. It's like a Biarreal. Uh, roto, broken barrel, it's leaking. Sailo uh, Horo, I swear, uh, this is the most uh, relaxing I've ever been. Entrego, Kayfway, Esso, I give what was that back. You're talking about the rain to the earth, huh, Cloud? It's deep. Entrego, Kayfway, Esso, thank you. All right, this is from episode 33 of Metastasis. It starts with an empty house. They said, is that a house or an apartment? And then there's a dude there. He's writing stuff down. That, was, that seemed important, or you know, so I wrote it down. And then we see young CLO, the trick of the, the, the magic lantern, I think they call it. Or, you know, I said, well, it's a young CLO and a young Walt. And Walt's got a red hat on, and he's definitely, and I, I you know, I'm a dad, uh, uh, but he's, he was wearing dad jeans, and I said, oh, boy. So, and I have, actually, on my, you know, when I got rid of that TV, now I have a pair of dad jeans my dad gave me, believe it or not. And it was like two years ago he gave me these dad jeans, and I said, well, I could return them. And I said, no, I'll donate them. And somehow they've made it to the middle of my living room floor. Not even, well, I guess there's during some sort of, you know, subtropical internal storm. Uh, but Walt's got dad, dad jeans on, but he seems happy, so happy, relaxed, yellow's pregnant. Uh, she seems to be talking about the feel of the house. Walt's not happy about something. He says, no way. Then he's thoughtful. Uh, then he seems to make a point, and then they hug and they kiss. But they did it kind of like they were friends, I put. I don't know. I, I wish I wrote more detail. And then it says, Medius extra something. Oh, extreme measures. That sounds like a home makeover show. Home makeover, extreme measures edition. And they said, well, yeah, I want this. Can you turn this outhouse into an apartment? Who's that guy, Tyler? He reminds me of someone I went to grammar school with. I like him, very charismatic. And not charismatic enough for me to watch any of those shows just to make judgments about him. Uh, but the next thing we know, Wolf's in a parking garage. He's got this Heisenberg hat on. Something. Oh, his car's not looking so great. And he's waiting. Red car pulls up. They call for him. It's Mike. Turns out it's not his name on this, but I, you know, 
And then he hangs up. He puts on the, hey, look at this, I got a new term, HH, the Heisenberg hat. I don't know. I was very, I, I was very pleased with myself that I came up with that. The HH, the old Heisenberg hat. And then he walks, Walt walks towards Mike. Uh, there's arrows on the ground. They're going in two directions. So they're each, that was interesting. Walt glares while Mike explains something. Then Walt talks bad calmly. I don't know if that's a, might be one of my worst sentence fragments ever. Bad calmly. That looks like bad. Looks like C L V M L Y. But the best I can make is that. Uh, I mean, it could be that couldn't. It might not be a C. It could have been a half a parenthesis. But then it would be parenthesis A L R M L close parenthesis. Uh, but anyway, they walk and talk to the car where Victor waits. He opens the door for Goose, who strides out. Had trouble writing strides. It took me three times. Oh, because it says sides out. Maybe he slides out. No wonder I had problems with that problem reading it, too. Sids out, S-I-D-E-S. Mike pushes up his glasses with his middle finger. I don't know if that was a you know a little message for Walt, flipping him off. And then they talk, no, no, S to be in. No, 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 not something a rational person would do, he says. Uh, but Walt talks about his socios, his partner. Gus talks. He couldn't word. I couldn't tell what word he said. I put double question mark, word, double question mark. Because uh, I couldn't quite find a word for how Gus was talking. And, of course, I didn't write any details down, so now I'm having trouble reading it. But it may, it'll come up again. Then Walt, which if you make a U, my W looks like a U here, so it looks like U-A-T-T, uh, tells him why. Gus gets mad, wants to know where Jesse is, Jose Miguel, actually. Walt says no say, and even Mike doesn't buy it. Uh, Walt explains his position, practica. He says, you know, be practical. Victor mugs from behind while Walt talks. Uh, no, question mark, Gus says, question mark. Walks off. So I couldn't tell if Gus said no or yes. He walks off with Victor. Mike says one last thing and then walks off. Then we had this great little scene where two laundry workers are smoking. And they're on a break. And they're just telling a story about something. The one guy's acting it out with his hands, you know, just BS and shooting the breeze. Walt rolls up in a taxi, sees a VM bug with uh, blue and white, and it had a planet with an antenna topper, three, two or three moons uh, circling the planet. So I don't know if that reminds anybody of any planets. Ours has one moon. So I got, you know, it's not Earth. And it was, I think it was a purple planet. So, I don't know. I don't remember that in school. Oh, Neptune, the purple planet. See, I would have got an A if Neptune was purple on Neptune questions. Uh, Walt is locked out of work. Victor's there. They exchange non-pleasantries, I put. And Guido's in, Guido, Guido, Guido is in the house. He's dressed in yellow. He says, hello. Uh, come cook with me, fine fellow. 
and he's ready to work and uh, worried at first until uh, Walt says, hey, call me Walter. And then they shake hands. They're so happy. Conoces, uh, that's when they say cook. And then uh, Guido, Guido, I think it's Guido, uh, says, hell yeah, bro. And then we have Mike and the granddaughter. Lots of balloons, I put. Mike's happy. Then Walt's back at his house. He tells Cielo some BS about his car. And Cielo's like, what the heck happened the other night when you just jumped, rolled out at dinner? And Walt lies. He's like, hey, it was no big thing. And then he shows off his new whip, a car. And he's like, check this, check this out. And then I said, is this the one where he gives the car to Junior? But it's not. And I said, is that for Cielo or him or Junior? And she says, oh, that looks like a good ride for a car cleaner. Or I said, or not. I think that's what she said. You know, a car wash owner. And Walt has this awkward but happyish look. Then it's the street at night. It's the laundry. And then I put, nope, and Mike's got balloons. Uh, he looks around, blue and pink heart balloons. He accidentally puts the power out. We've, we see Mike without sunglasses for the first time. We see his eyes that are wide. And he talks to a, this guy at this place about uh, Mexico. Uh, then we have, uh, we see Gus has a, I notice he has a Los Pollos screensaver on his computer. So that's important, important enough to write down. Uh, Gus wants to see Rojas, Jose Miguel, Jose Yave. Uh, Victor watches as Guido, Guido and Walt do their hard at work, really scrubbing. Guido asks about Victor. Walt says, hey, don't worry about it, man. Then we see a house, we see records, we see books, we see Crocs. Crocs. I spelled it C-R-O-C-K-S. So maybe Guido had uh, Crocs on, but I don't know. I think I would have put more. Uh, he also had a leopard print chair. Uh, Guido's watering the plants. Uh, then the doorbell, Guido smooths out his hair, and it's uh, Don Gustavo at the door. And then I put uh, a permiso, I think. And then uh, Guido's making tea, and there's thunder, ominous thunder uh, rolling in. And then Gus and Guido talk, and Guido does not let, I say this is, I wrote Guido a lot. And he, does, he doesn't like the talk. It's about Profe being sick and his family, and Guido can't believe it. And he says, how much time does he have? And then he's sad, and then there's more thunder. But Gus talks real calmly, de-escalation, I think you'd call it. He states the facts, and he tells Guido to prepare. And then we're back at where Guido's watching Walt real close. Like, uh, Walt's like, what's up with the staring, bro? And Guido says, you know, I, well, I want to ask you something indirectly. Then Victor's like, no, 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 no passive-aggressive sharing here and then they talk about something else then we're in Saul's office he's on his back with one of those leg massager or back stretchers or lower back things Mike shows up shuts it off he says where's Jose Miguel Rojas and he says uh I'm not joking around bro and Saul says no me diga like I don't know where or something but he's nervous 
So then Saul says, well, I accidentally write it down for you by accident and walk out of the office. Then we have Saul and Walt in a car. They go to this awesome, awesome mini golf place. So sweet. It was like a palace had castles, water. Uh, it was near a mall, but we see Victor watching in the background on a like a like a balcony. Uh, Saul tells Walt he's worried. And then we see Jose's uh, hiding, and then they talk quiet, serious. Uh, no say, no say. Jose talks quiet. Well, it gives him some bad news. Jose says no. Then he says cops. Walt says hell no. Uh, then Walt tries to get him to understand his side of things. And then Walt works on him to agree. And we see Walt with Valentina. Valentina she's got a full head of hair. She, she really looks healthy, like a healthy baby, with a full head of hair. Walt holds her and treasures her, really, he's really. And then he's like, well, I got to go do a bathroom call. So he goes in the bathroom, he calls Jose. He says, please, man, then where are you? Let's este noche. I noticed that Walt was already dressed symbolically in black shirt and pants. And he heads out in the rain and Victor pulls up. He's like, hey, there's a problem at the lab. Let's go rapido. And then Wolf just says, well, I'll leave behind the key for the new car in case Yellow needs it. Where I said, is that like a sign or something? Then Wolf goes through the laundry and he goes to see Mike and Mario. Mario's Mike's name in this one. Only took me 20 episodes since he's appeared. At some point I might have known it, but I just love Mike, so... And Walt tries, he says, hey, let's let's not do, I don't want to deal with any chemical leak in the lab. No, no, no. Uh, but then Walt figures out an alternative plan. He gets their attention. And he says, hey, I can uh, shut it off. I put in some Bluetooth. My phone's the key, Walt says. So he says, uh, watch this. And he trump cards it. He says, you know, clean up the lab. One, two, three, four. Uh, and then he says, I can't pair. I'm not I'm having trouble pairing. And then we finally, it ends with Guido making tea with an exact temperature with the infrared thermometer. And then he, I think he must be waiting for a caller because, again, his door rings and he smooths out his hair. Uh, and this is, that's the end of the episode. All right, so we're talking... Uh... Season 3, episode 13, Full Measure, Breaking Bad, opens with a Duraflame log. And there's, it's in the fireplace. Dur, you know, Duraflame's the fake logs. Uh, still got your wrapper. I guess you're supposed to leave its wrapper on. I always get mixed up by that. You know, but whatever. I think, you know, they say that, that's Scoots. He finds Duraflame's logs confusing. But there's some ashes on it. So I said, that thing's been in there a while. And then where would an ashy Duraflame log be but an empty house? And then we see it's Skylar and Walt's house. And Walt's rocking. Walt, Walt and Skylar come in. The uh, guy's, there's a real estate agent. He says, oh, this is uh, Stan. This is my husband, Walt. And he says, oh, you work at San, San, San Diego Lab. I hear some wild stuff out there like space lasers. And Walt drops a little sweep with me because he says, oh, I would bore you senseless with what I do. 
And he says, giant space lasers, that sounds cool. I'll bring it up at the next, well, it's all jocular. I'll bring it up at the next uh, staff meeting, but I get a cut. I think that's what the agent says. And Skyler's like, well, check this place out. Walt's rocking a black leather coat. And this is, you know, earlier. You know, they're young, pregnant with Junior. Skyler's pregnant. She's in a double pink. She's in a nice little double pink outfit. Uh, Walt looks a little ridiculous in his outfit. They, they're in the di- they're talking about the dining area. And Walt says, ah, the dining area. And they talk about the pool, but Walt wants a bigger house. Breakfast bar. I don't know if breakfast... Did they have breakfast bars 10, 12 years ago? Or how old's Junior? 16. I don't know. Maybe they were a 70s thing that came back. I didn't know. You know, I thought breakfast bars were invented in the 90s, which I guess that would be 20. Or Well, I guess that's even... Oh, boy. Don't think too much, huh, Scoots? And then they're talking about the size, and Walt's saying how he wants to. They said three bedrooms, and Walt's like, uh, he's planning for this perfect future. And then Skylar's even joking. She's like, well, you want a wine cellar? How perfect do you want this future to be? And Walt's like, I want us to set our sights high is all, at least higher than here. And Skylar says, you know, this is a good neighborhood, good schools. And she's like, I've been doing all the work, by the way, Walt. And this is as good as it gets. And he says, why be cautious? We've got nowhere to go but up. And there was not a dun-dun-dun. But she says, yeah. And then they kiss, and then then it opens. Then we see old fences. It looks like an old old abandoned ranch in the desert. We see Walt's car, his SUV. And Walt's in it. He's waiting. He's looking around. A big SUV comes up, parks the far away. Walt's phone rings. And he kind of jumps because he wasn't expecting his phone to ring for some reason. And then classic Mike, he sounds annoyed. I guess that's, you know, that is classic Mike. That's totally, he says, Walter. And he said, you know, get get over here. We got to talk. And Walt's like, well, I don't know if I feel like it. And he's like, well, it goes, get over here. And then they run into each other. Or they meet up in the field. And he says, Walter, you've been very busy. I I could listen to Mike talk all day. And he says, you've been busy. Walt says, well, no half measures, right? Half measures availed us nothing. And, you know, Mike says, uh, funny how words can be open to interpretation. I say, I know what you mean. And he says, you're going to get your car fixed or what? And Walt's like, well, let's see how this goes. You know, I want to make sure. And then we have classic Gus. He's like, uh, I don't know if it's aggressive, aggressive, passive, aggressive. But he plays the old, he's like, hey, Walt, are you feeling Okay. And Walt's like, I'm feeling great. He's like, are you sure? Because you're at, not acting great. Uh, and when Gus is standing, his posture is very upright. His face is just, you should see it for yourself. Uh, he's not happy. And they talk. Walt stands up to him, though. And even when Walt's like, hey, no, 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 I don't, I don't know if I like the way you're doing business. You need to, you know, Walt's establishing some boundaries uh, when Walt says, hey, you know, Jesse's my partner. We're both, you know, going to get our equal share of this business. 
And Walt's behavior, even Mike looks on, he makes a face, which is funny. And then Gus takes a deep breath, and Mike's, uh, Walt says, well, we got two options. Here's option A. And then he says option B. Mike just laughs almost when he says B, which is like, you know, I'll work for you, and we'll just go back to everything normal. This is just a lone hiccup in otherwise fruitful arrangement. And then Gus is like, you'll need a new assistant, and then, you know, I'll take care of it. And then Gus is out. Mike's like, get your call fixed, Walt. And he's like, yeah. And then we see Walt pulling up to work. Gail Subaru's out back. I think it had a Ron Paul sticker and a Free Tibet sticker and a third unidentified sticker. Uh, on the roof was a recombinant, whatever those bikes are where you sit down. Recumbent, I think they're called recumbent bikes. Free Tibet. And Walt walks by and then it catches him in the corner of the eye. He stops, he looks back or pauses actually. And says, well, it was a Outback, a Subaru Outback. Did I say that? Uh, Walt goes to go into work, but he's locked out. He's like, really? Are you kidding me? You lock, change the locks? He's got his brown bag launch, though. And Walt goes down much cooler. Oh, much cooler reception by Gail than Guido. Like, Gail's kind of cool to Walt. He gives Walt a cool look as Gail... Uh, zips up his yellow cooking suit. But, you know, he's like, hey, Gail, it's good to see you. Let's get to work. And then we have this scene where we see, well, let's see a little different side of Mike's scene. And he's joking with his granddaughter about a rhinoceros. Is that a good pet? And he's joking. Do you think if you called the rhinoceros, he'd come home? I bet he would. I bet he'd come running. She goes, you're so silly, Pop Pop. He goes, well, a little. He goes, yeah, but he'd knock everything over. Plus, there's a big nose of his. And it's like, no, no, it's a horn. It was a, his nose is small. He's got a horn. And he says, I learned so much from you, honey. And he says, okay, Junebug, here's some balloons. But Mike had a ton of balloons. And she's like, what about the rest? He goes, oh, I got to use them for work. And she goes, you're too old for balloons. He says, you're never too old for balloons. And then he gives her a hug, and she goes to her mom. And Michael say this again, and it kind of, he, he lets it roll when he says, bye, baby. I, that's not even a mic, but it just, I really like, uh, I don't know, I you know, Mike, I, I like Mike. I'd like to be like Mike. I'm not this, you know, I just was quoting. And then Mike goes to work. It's a cool scene. There's uh, some didgeridoo, funk and didgeridoo music, and it's actually a Beastie Boys song, I think, Shambhala. And he goes into this warehouse. He's, he's, he says, i got to do a logistics check. And I noticed some of the barrels had the yellow moth that we see in the lab. He also learns, hey, the cartel's you know, trying to get at some of your barrels. And Gus and Mike talk. Gus is, Mike's like, uh, hey, they're probing for weakness. And they say, probing for weakness. And he says, well, don't worry, I didn't find any. Uh, there was also a joke where they were talking about, hey, is, is your employee independable? He goes, dependable. She drives a Camry, which is kind of the definition of dependable. And then Gus is like, can you find Jesse? I just want to talk to him about our uh, health care plan. And Mike says, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, 
You might have got some, you know, bad information about health care. So don't worry. And then we have uh, Walton Gale uh, cleaning. Or Walt, Walt Gale watching. Oh, I think they weren't cleaning. They were sealing up one of the the big round things. And then Walt Gale's like, what's going on? You know, because he's like, before when I worked here for like two days, this guy wasn't watching everything because Gus, this guy's there the whole time, Victor. And Walt's like, well, we had some trouble with the person you replaced you, but we're going to smooth it out. And then Gail, he says, well, if you're worried about working with me, he's like, no, I'm not. And Gail said, because whatever my shortcomings were last time, I intend for things to go perfectly. And I said, oh, Gail, you're such a cute guy. And he says, however you like things done is exactly how we do them, period. So please teach me. And then we see Gail's apartment is so cool. And Gail's singing along. I had to rewind it. And, and uh, it's, it's Rapa Paleta by Quartello Certa. Or is that correct? Might be Crappa. Yeah, but it's a cool song. And there's so many details in Gail's apartment. You're like, you should just, re- it's just so rich. Uh, so much revealed about the character. More than we could ever cover. Uh, but Gail's wearing a green T-shirt with something on it. Even his outfit is interesting that he would choose to wear at home. And then Gus shows up, and Gail offers him a cream de menthe, which was funny. And then he's like, "I got to talk to you about you know taking over the lab because Walt's you know has health issues." And Gail's surprised, and then they go back and forth, and Gus is acting you know fake, uh, you know concerned. And you know, but you see how pragmatic Gus can be. I think they maybe even use that word. I put oh, acting very pragmatic. I'm running a business. There's pictures of Gail climbing a mountain in the background. Also, somebody had a crutches, so I don't know. And then he says, "How many more till you would know how to do things?" And Gail says, "A few more cooks." And Gus has a stone-faced. Uh, look, he says, one or two more. And then Gus looks at him again. He says, one more. And then Gus pats Gail's knee. And we're back at the lab with clean-up orange suits on, Walt and Gail. Gail's just watching Walt. Uh, and he's like, he kind of wants to ask Walt what's going on, but Gus's guy's there. Then we're at Walt, Saul's office. He's got his uh, back leg massager going. And Mike's there, and he's like, I, I'm in conference. Tell him I can't see him. Then Mike comes in. He's like, I, I told, tell him I'm in conference. And he's like, I got to find Jesse. We got to go over. And he says, haven't you heard of HIPAA? He goes, don't you know anything about HIPAA? And Mike knows, of course, I. that's why I can't tell you why I have to get a hold of Jesse. And then they see, Saul's so like, do you know much HIPAA paperwork? And Mike's like, if you don't disclose to me, I'll double your HIPAA paperwork. So I need to know, because he's like, i got to get this filed, you know, Form 65E, 77, 44, 45, 91, A, B, C, D, 27, shish, kubu, kuba, kuba, papa. He goes, we got to get that form done, otherwise we'll be in violation of HIPAA. And then Saul goes, a hip, a hip, a hip, to hippity, hip, hip to the hip, 
something, I think. Maybe that was a dream. I could have fallen asleep. But he says, fine. He goes, actually, I already have the forms filled out on my desk. Just take them. And Mike says, thanks, buddy. Oh, I also noted when Saul's hips were really moving when he was getting that back massage. Then we see Saul Walton, Saul's caddy, lawyer up. Uh, they go to the Hinkle Extreme Laser Tag, Laser Base Alpha, which would be, you know, if I had a business, I wouldn't leave, I wouldn't let any customers in. I'd like to live at Hinkle Extreme Laser Tag, Laser Base Alpha. And this scene, Saul really shines once again in this one. Because uh, Walt's like, what is it? He goes, I'm buying the car wash. He goes, you're going to love this place. And he goes, this is a cash, fun, cash-only business. Because there's so many ways to expand. Good cardio, bumper cars, snack bar. You probably could expand to sell beer, new revenue. And then once they get in there and they turn on some video games, he says, you know, Walt, come on, what's going on with you? He goes, you know he goes, once you violate HIPAA, that's it. You know how worried I am? And he goes, he goes even Mike is turning HIPAA against me. HIPAA, by the way, in the non-U.S., or people actually know it's some sort of healthcare thing, so you can't say anything about anybody. It's to protect people's privacy. It's probably well-intentioned and not needed to be used as an example here. But I couldn't, you know, I couldn't think anything else. So he says, you know, this is like Magnum P.I. having to do paperwork. And he's like, you're going to owe me a lot of money, Walt. I'm rethinking my pricing. And he goes, double for you, hip-hop. And then we see Jesse. And he says, work it out while I play Tetris. So Walt and Jesse talk. And they say, hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Okay. And Jesse says, well, don't, you know, don't violate HIPAA. And he says, okay, buddy. And then well, it's night, driveway, while it's going out for a drive, Victor says, hey, come back to the lab. I guess there's a barrel leak. And they go in, and the laundry's really noisy. And then uh, we see Jesse smoking. They're talking about 63, 6, 63, 53, one or something. And Mike's shocked, actually. That, that, and then we see, finally, it was Gail cooking tea with an infrared thermometer. Listen to loud music. Gail uses CDs. That was the last note I have, uh, which I found surprising that Gail uses CDs. And the, actually, Gail, uh, Guido, in Metasis, uses records. All right. Okay, I want to thank everybody on YouTube. Michelle G., thank you and good night. Uh, Yusuf, uh, thank you and good night. Nadia, thank you and good night. Seb K, thank you and good night. Uh, Hazel T, thank you and good night. Eben, uh, thank you. Three, two, one. Uh, Brian V, hey, hey, what up? Uh, rubbing the bomb, thank you. Holly S, thank you and good night. Uh, Tiger Cat, thank you and good night. A squared Rom, thank you. For those to compare me to either one of those geniuses, Owen Wilson or Mike, Mike, Mike Berbiglia. It always sounds like Verbiglia, though. Verbiglia, Verbiglia. Uh, Prank D, thank you. Noel, thank you and good night. Uh, Daddy Leon, thank you and good night. Nadja, thank you. Archie is done. Oh, no, Archie is dope. Of course, I'm sorry, Archie.
I forgot you were dope. I'm sorry about that. Rastrash, thank you. Cat W, thank you and good night. Uh, Ray, uh, Ray J. Rob, thanks and good night. Stay back, thank you. Hector, thank you. Taylor, thank you. Theory, thank you and good night. Austin, thank you. Okay, over on iTunes, I want to thank uh, Pat's fan in Portland. Is this somebody? Somebody from Mass in the uh, Pacific Northwest says miracle drug. I guess changed your family's life. Holy cow. Eight-year-old boy who's Austin turned every night. Tried everything, and I put him to sleep. Don't know what juju I use, but I keep it keep it coming. Oh, thank you. And I look forward to, you know, when your, boy, your son becomes my sidekick. That'll be sweet. So thank you and good night. First review, KTV, says Aziz. Y'all have to download this if you have a sleepless night. It'll lull you to sleep and distract your brain. Thanks. Thank you so much first. And thanks for the first review. Uh, Pettis Girl. Pito's Girl. Pito's Girl. Uh, it's Pito with an O, though, so it's not for uh, Pita or P-I-T-A. They never get to the end. They're from Canada. Thank you. Uh, rarely even hear the beginning of the story. Uh, for most podcasts, this would be a bad thing, but it's a compliment here. Thank you. Perfect thing to fall asleep to. Thanks. Uh, Abaraxis. Abaraxis from Australia when everything else hasn't worked. They came across this podcast, to be honest, and the first time they turned it off because they were searching for a guided meditation. Uh, anyway, right before they shut off, I said, uh, this podcast is a big difference, so give it a couple tries. And so the next night they did. Wow, what a Abaraxis. You should really pat yourself on the back. I'm not being facetious. So thank you. And then they found the host to be quirky, intelligent, introvert, whose humor I could relate to. Oh, thank you even more. I love I love being quirky. Uh, intelligent. You know, everybody, it's a good, I'll take it. Uh, after a few nights, they usually fall asleep. They finally fall asleep in 10 minutes. Thanks. A hippie runner girl says uh, at 2 a.m. they Googled this, lulls them to sleep like nothing else. Otherwise, they wouldn't have run across it. They're skeptical. That's a smart, natural reaction, of course. Uh, even though the idea made some kind of weird sense, you know, take your mind off of stuff, distract you, and then, you know, let your mind float away. So they downloaded it. Best decision ever. Uh, it must have some powerful magic. And unfortunately, I'm not good at magic, but. Uh, Thank you. Gingerplex. I think I had a case. Of, is gingerplex when you uh, when you smell ginger snaps for too late? They said, I, I thought they said I had that. But anyway, gingerplex says, awesome. Great podcast when white noise will not do. Eva or Ava 2003 works like a charm. And Scooter's charming. Wow, thank you. So hubba hubba. Uh W1J6, that's a definite brain bot, but you're welcome here. Says thank you. Abbas helped them fall asleep. Playa ah, playa ah, says Scooter for President. Thanks, thanks, buddy. Uh, Agent Munts, I don't know if that's Freddie Munts. I know that because he's MUI. I'm sure it's a pop culture reference that I'm missing, and tomorrow I'll be like, doe. 
Uh, someone who suffered from frequent insomnia, and they've been constantly asked, have you tried this, washing your feet? And they have, so stop asking. They love this podcast, and it works. They're delightfully cozy and funny. But not so funny, it keeps you up. Thank you, Agent Munts. Uh, am I to sleep or laugh, says the poor report card report. Uh, you know, when you look at someone you may have never met before, but you look at them and you start with a snicker, and then it really starts to roll, and then it's out of control? I wish I could walk straight up to your front door and say, tomorrow let's hang out all day, but I may have to nap. So I'll be awake to listen to sleep with me. Thank you, I That's so funny. Uh, DJOY T says, sweet dreams. They smile at the intro and snore 10 minutes in. One cool cat. Thank you. I want to thank our new patrons, Timothy K, Steve D, Heidi A, uh, TJ, uh, Todd F, uh, Glenn R, my good buddy, uh, Jasonimus, that's, uh, yeah, uh, Daniel C., uh, Patricia W., Samantha B., uh, Katie O., Anna B., uh, longtime listener, Jessica H., Chloe W., uh, Caroline Q., uh, Doug R., thank you and good night. Uh, Tim S., thanks and good night. Uh, Carrie K., thank you and good night. Shauna C., thank you and good night. Annie M., thank you and good night. Uh, Prasanna. Thank you and good night. Uh, ben B, thank you and good night. Jennifer K, thank you and good night. Andrea, thank you and good night. Krista I, thank you and good night. Justin, thank you and good night. Luca, thank you and good night. Uh, Doug J, thank you and good night. Dana R, thank you and good night. Susan L., thank you and good night. Trevor C., good night. Elise G., thanks and good night. Uh, J. M., thank you and good night. Ariane, thank you and good night. Uh, Lisa H., thanks and good night. Paul P., thanks and good night. Andrew M., thank you and good night. Martha P., thank you and good night. Uh, over on PayPal, I want to thank all the Pope PayPal donators. Anna, uh, Anna Maria, thank you and good night. Mark B, thank you and good night. Warren W, uh, Warren M, thank you and good night. Joe A, thanks and good night. Joel D, thank you and good night. Catherine S, thank you and good night. Andrea V, thank you and good night. Kimberly C, thank you and good night. Sherilyn S, thank you and good night. Kelly S., thank you and good night. Uh, Melissa P., thank you and good night. Marie H., thank you and good night. Kristen H., thank you and good night. And Desiree, thank you and good night. I want to say good night. Uh, for, thanks for the emails to Jessica. Uh, I want to thank thanks to my buddy Raymond, and I can't wait to kick those tunes on later. Aaron and Cole, thank you. Megan, thank you. Ben K., thank you for that question, Ben. Uh, Monica over at Sh Shifty Jelly, what's up? Thanks and good night. Uh, Summer, thank you and good night. Uh, Danielle, thank you and good night. Uh, the person who I woke up with her, thank you. I won't say it again. Thank you though and good night, just in case you're listening. 
with it, as we say, well, I don't even, yeah, I won't even do it. Of course, our uh, Anya, our patron of the month, thank you and good night. Paul, thank you again for that feedback. Uh, Mary, thank you and good night. Didier, thank you. Good night, Will. Thank you and good night. Uh, over on Twitter, I want to thank Susie K. Thanks and good night. Andy V, thank you and good night. Mark Mack, thank you and good night. Uh, Chris, Christine, thank you and good night. Uh, Juice Store, thank you for recommending the podcast. Uh, Katie C, thank you for recommend, recommending the podcast and getting recommended to the podcast. Uh, thanks to Laura B. So thank you, Laura B. Be like Laura B. Uh, Will L, thank you and good night. Illusion, Illusionoid Podcast and Nug, thank you and good night. Rachel B, thank you and good night. Kimber S, thank you and thanks for recommending the podcast again. Lady J, thank you and good night. Lori S, thank you and good night. Molly P, thank you and good night. Uh, Policy Genius, that's a thank you, whoever wrote that nice uh, write-up about the podcast. Uh, ben G, thank you and good night. Uh, KT, no one, thank you and good night. Misconduct, thank you and good night. Amy Noel, thank you and good night. Cat, welcome to the family, thank you and good night. Kimber Odoo. Uh, Kim, thank you and good night. Jill R, thank you and good night. Janelle, thank you and well, thank you to you and yourself, sir. Uh, Alex C, thank you for the shout out and thanks for shouting out to Sampler. It's nice you found us that way. It's cool. Uh, Lisa, thank you and good night. Uh, King Tor, thank you and good night. Toasty Toes, good night. A tiny mountain of stone. Thank you and good night. I also want to say good night to Ben and Myung.